Good evening, godless sodomites. Welcome to the Excommunication Station. I am your host, Chaz. I am joined by Chrissy and Donovan. How are you guys? Hola. I'm a I'm I'm sorry, get I'm so weepy. I'm so sad. Um, yeah. Really yeah. great lady died this morning. My best friend's stepmom. And we loved her so much. And she literally had the best mullet of anyone I have ever met. And yeah. um, I'm going to tell you a quick story because I think the best way to honor somebody is to tell a fun memory. Mm -hmm. I was at her wedding to uh, my best friend's dad. Mm -hmm. And it is the only wedding I have ever been to where um, the they get married in the pool. Okay. Because she could... She couldn't stand up for a long time because she had oh, okay. a bad back injury. So they got married oh, okay. in the pool. I thought it was going to be the... a baptism slash wedding. Yeah, no, me too. No, I was no, like, where's no, this going? No, no, no. Two for one. No. No, no. <laughs> the, the bride wore a, uh, a yellow bikini that she had made herself. What? That's cool. Yeah, she's a cool lady. Um, did I mention she was about a size 18? So, like, not a slender gal. But she rocked that uh, that bikini like nobody's business. And then uh, the groom wore one of those tuxedo shirts. It was a great wedding. It was great. So rest in peace, Pat. Yes, rest in peace. R.I.P. Absolutely. Yeah. I murdered my cat over the weekend. So I'm in a it's little bit of murder. a... I'm in a it's... little bit of a guilt fest. So it's uh, not murder. You were just caring for them. Choice of words, Chaz. No, yeah, you did that's not. what everybody tells me, but that's not what I tell myself. Well, I get so... it. I had to put one of my favorite dogs down in the whole day. I was yeah. just like, I actually killed Cersei. Yeah, I'm still dealing with that with my dog that I had for 15 years that we put down a couple of years ago. So yeah. he was my best friend ever. Not to cut my other dogs down but yeah so it's still sometimes like i just, still talk about in therapy sometimes <laughs> you just have a really special dog yeah I, yeah i did i didn't uh i didn't get one of i didn't get an experience like that growing up because my dad always like got random animals then immediately got rid of them yeah and he would take them to kill shelter sometimes and i would beg him to go just so i could see the animal one more time so i would like be sitting outside the shelter with him like all right you gotta die now <laughs> hey donovan you're super quiet to me are you super quiet to Chaz? a little bit but yeah i got the i heard the joke and it made me laugh uh it wasn't really a joke it was a tra tra traumatizing experience for donovan oh what and... did, what, did, what did they say on the uh the discord we call it fun oh this is fun. yeah 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 <laughs> we had a comment about how we laugh about our traumatic experiences and how other people feel the same way when when they when they talk about them so yeah. uh, you gotta find I, humor in the darkness right yeah i do remember when i was little i had a dog named bandit who was a border collie that i was obsessed with and then my dad got rid of him and then a couple years later i found a stocking with his name on it and i started crying and my dad told me to shut the hell up and i never cried again Fuck you, <laughs> not till not till you join this podcast yeah then you guys um, were like hey you had a bad childhood i was like What's, what <laughs> you knew you fucking knew fine you're right. It wasn't a surprise. 
It's but a lot of it was, if I'm gonna yeah. be honest, <laughs> after listening to all the stuff we talk about. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get started. Uh we are your hip new youth pastors, and I'm really sorry for the song. Uh the trans kids went in by two by two. Hurrah, hurrah. The trans kids went in two by two. Hurrah, hurrah. The trans kids went in two by two. The gays, the blacks, and the Jews, they all went down in the ground. So Traxler doesn't have to feel any pain. Okay, so listen, I hated that. Yeah. And uh, I didn't like it. And a lot of other... descriptive words that i can't think of because i'm not a fucking thesaurus the thorus thesaurus thesaurus okay i like that word it took me a second to realize what she was saying and i was like when i figured it out i was like like, like, yes you're not an actor (laughs) you should you should i used to be i used to have an agent and everything (laughs) what i i went on auditions like it was my job Oh yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember you sent us your headshots. I yeah, I had that. a manager and an agent, yeah. all sorts of things. Oh, Guess they're... what? Hollywood is Here. bad. Yeah, it is. Oh, what the fuck? I just made a fucking word document with the script. <clears throat> yeah, that that song goes out to Florida and every other state. Uh, that's not its citizens, Chrissy. Yeah, not its citizens. <laughs> it's government. April. Um, Oh, April twelfth. But maybe they're citizens because they're electing the government, aren't they? Oh yeah, we know Chrissy. We know who Chrissy voted for. So yeah, who did mm. I vote for? Someone who's not a two J like you. Putting Ooh. fingers. Wait, what did I do? Rhymes with Gasantis. I didn't fucking vote for Gasantis. <laughs> that I vote for Charlie I Chris. I didn't say that. I didn't say that you voted for Desantis. What are you? You're putting words I, in my mouth. I know guilty conscience much. Yeah, yeah. Let's do Patreon. How dare you? First of all, second of all, I am blocked from his Facebook page for Which my. You shouldn't be. Yeah. For my goddamn comments. I'm not yeah. even blocked from Josh Harris's page and I troll him. <laughs> yeah. Not even close to as much as I do did DeSantis. Well, yeah. DeSantis 2020 honest, was a weird year. He seems a little bit more emotionally fragile than Josh Harris, if I'm gonna be Yeah, honest. a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> They're both fucking <laughs> I'm not even a candidate. <laughs> right. They're yeah. both cucks. Did you I see that? Them. Did you see that video of him with uh, Matt Gates doing practice uh debates and yeah, shit? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Where he's like standing oh. against the wall and he's like, I don't, what if I don't like that? All right, let's do Patreon real quick. All right, let's do it. Patreon. Our shout out is to, drum roll please, Alexander Greer, who Ooh. has supported us at the salty level since February 18th. Uh, we really appreciate you, Alexander. Um, Thank you. Yeah, we love it. Uh, we appreciate you. We love you. Um, and thanks for being a part of this community. Yeah, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. I was gonna say thank you, with salty, but I couldn't remember how to do the voice. <laughs> thank oh, you, thank you for <laughs> there you everything. Go. <laughs> oh my God, no. Jesus loves Perfect. you, and so do I. Ooh. I love you so much. Ooh. I love all of you so much. Um, uh, do do they get a biblical avatar? They sure do. Okay, it's a and good one. It? Okay. Um, Judas 
son oh. of James, aka Thaddeus or Labaius. That so not right. so not Judas Iscariot. No, Judas, oh. son of James. Had me in the beginning there. I, I'm sure he had to change his name real quick, <laughs> like like all the Adolfs. Uh, yeah. So like he, all the Damians well, maybe, when Omen came out. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. He only died in AD 65. So like 30 years after Jesus died, maybe, you know. It was my Woodstock. I saw it happen. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I caught yeah, some maybe of the blood. Why. Yeah, I don't know how fast the the name of Judas uh spread in infamy back then. So, but yeah. uh I don't know if it was synonymous right away. Or maybe they um, went the other way because remember they kind of wanted Jesus dead and they were like, He was a hero. I named my son Judas. <laughs> Surprisingly progressive. It's like Jacob and Edward back in the early two thousands. <laughs> oh, is that a Twilight reference? Yes, it was. Okay. You got that Good one, job. but not the supernatural yeah. one. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Uh all right. Um so um he was oh, yeah. a founding father of the first Catholicos Patriarch of the Armenian Apostolic Church. He is sometimes Ooh. identified with Jude, the brother of Jesus, but is clearly distinguished from Judas Iscariot. Not the same person. Yeah. 100% I different man. Do... <laughs> I did not kill that Jesus. I was only 12 when it happened. I was not yeah, there. there. <laughs> uh, so the blessing. The blessing. The blessing. The blessing. Alexander, the Lord has put it on my heart that he is going to bless you with the ability to always have your windshield wipers at the appropriate speed so you don't feel awkward if yours are too fast or too slow as compared to the rest of the traffic. Ooh, um, Ooh I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So talk to God about that because uh, he said he would give you that ability. Yeah. And if your windshield wipers aren't at the correct speed, it's because you have not trusted God and he has halted the rain on you, or sped it up it's on you. Yeah, it's all on you, buddy. Mm -hmm. All errors. So Amen. Jesus loves you. Amen. Mm -hmm. uh, Congratulations <laughs> on leading the apostolic faith. Oh, shit. It's not going to <laughs> uh do you guys want to ask for forgiveness for sin or do you want to do a uh uh josh harris or a uh do you have a question josh for harris is boring this week he's yeah, just pimping he out his kids yeah um oh no yeah like he's all of his kids he's like doing separate posts about how great they are and then they went to some family reunions fuck that guy um let's do uh, a confession Okay, okay. Big J, what's up? I'm looking at you right now, the bobblehead of you. So, look, good looking. You're pretty white. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, forgive me when I was, I believe, about, I had to be 22 or so when I was working at the Turkey Hill in Southside Easton. Um, so, sorry. Uh, and, um, uh, I was getting change out of the safe and I took a roll of quarters and stuck it into the cuff of my jeans so I could afford gas to get to college. So, all right, I got one. Sorry, oh, Jesus, for that. You, if you're ready, unless you're ready to go, Donovan. 
Sorry to ask you right where you right when you were exhaling. <laughs> All right. There's so All many. Right, my turn. Yeah, no, it's cool. <laughs> Dearest faithful Abba Father, I come to you for you. <laughs> Dancing Queen. Just the way the, fa- uh, the biblical fathers liked their wives. 17 and under. Anyway, uh, Abba Father, uh, this is an old one, and I finally feel bad about it. Uh, when I was a freshman in college, Lord, my um, my roommate was reading my, my journal, which was highly unacceptable. Yeah, no, it was. Oh, I shit. Did, I was. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it's cool. It was I highly unacceptable. Sorry. And so um, I wrote a incredibly detailed plan to kill her um, and put it in my journal. <laughs> and when she got all shifty and I was sure she read it, uh, part of the plan was to cover the room in newspaper and then play The Cure's Disintegration quite loud. Um, and then hit her in the head with a hammer. So I waited for her, like once she got all shifty and I knew she'd read it, I waited for her to come home from class. The, our dorm was covered in newspaper. Disintegration was playing pretty loud. And I was sitting on my bed with a hammer. And when she walked in, she got all janky and freaked out. And I was like, Hey, have you read anything interesting lately? And so she ran out of the room. So I cleaned everything up and she came back with the RA and I was like, what in the world oh, are you talking about right now? Burn no, I, I, you ate the I threw them out the window. <laughs> Nobody would know if I threw like them out the window. To jail. Yeah. yeah, I... I would have been sitting there mm-hmm. with with like mm-hmm. headphones on and with reading the newspaper and just like tapping like a hammer. So she came in and oh uh oh what am I listening to? And then and then start See, like at, giving the headphones. At that point in my life, like, I needed to listen to Rainbow Connection on like repeat to fall asleep. So if she saw me with my headphones on, she was just gonna think I was going to sleep. So I had to make it a little less subtle and a little more. <laughs> or sit in the dark with a newspaper. As you, as you stare at her with your eyes open and you're like, the lovers, the dreamers. <laughs> Donovan, oh, wait, do you have a, amen, you have Lord, a forgive please forgive me for uh, my sins. Yeah, this, uh, just because yeah. I said it, it means you have to do it. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't actually murder yeah, her. You she did just it. You ran murdered out your of roommate. No, so, yeah. I wanted her to think. You thought about it. But you had the think the thought of having her think that. Yes, there is. There's, I asked there's no loopholes with this, Chrissy. Oh. <laughs> it's the end. Yep, mm-hmm. yep she one-upped. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the star. Yeah, uh, I would have like wrote other shit in there and been like, <laughs> the humans have no idea that I've infiltrated. No, them. but I had to teach her a lesson. <laughs> like, she was a very <laughs> strange roommate. So, um, are you been like oh the that would have been a good one too the demon comes at midnight (laughs) (laughs) um okay yeah this actually works out perfect because i was talking to my sister and she reminded me of something i did and it really fucked me up i was like i did that oh my god so here we go 
uh hey what's up super trooper uh so when i was a kid you i'm sorry about that time when we moved into that house and there was a weird little tree fort and i decided hey that looks like a great little tree pulpit for a guy to have a nice little sunday service for kids <laughs> and i fixed it up and i had a child's bible and i would invite the kids over and i would read bible verses to them and explain it to them and i would ask for money <laughs> and I got the money, and I said it was to help me rebuild the rest of the treehouse. I bought fake Yu-Gi-Oh cards mean, at the Korean store down the street. Let's just call you Mr. Pat Pat. <laughs> I need new shoes. So, uh, yeah, I totally forgot about that whole memory because of how fucked it was. My little sister reminded me this week, so sorry, Jesus. <laughs> you don't think I'm not good enough for these Yu-Gi-Oh cards, the legit ones? <laughs> Exodia isn't even in this one. Something, something, Blue something. Eyes, white dragon, what? I don't know. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah All right. Uh, <laughs> we got to get started. So uh, uh, we need to do this important thing. Man, I was stumbling there for a little bit. Uh, we need to hold. A... God yeah. damn it. Uh, <laughs> We're all like, triggered like, by our prayers. prayers. Yeah. <laughs> So do I. <laughs> like really bad. Uh, we need to do the most important thing that is to pray. So hold the hand of the person next to you and bow your head. And if you're driving, do you let think Jesus, Jesus take has the little wheel. posts at ten and two right. o'clock, so he can just slide his hands on through the hole. So he's always at ten and two, following the rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be really tough to do that U-turn though. Yeah. He's got an extra peg on the bottom. He goes, this is... Whoop, whoop. No. Yeah. He drives a man... Well, oh, man. He doesn't drive a manual because mm -hmm. he can put both like both feet in the holes. So one hell of a clutch driver. up there. So one foot in the clutch. Uh, yeah, it's one like hell of a driver. When you play mm -hmm. Life and the people have the little pegs on the bottom to go in the car, it's like that. It just fits perfectly. Every time he takes his hand off of two to put it on the... the uh, the gear shifts. Mm -hmm. He just screams in agonizing pain. Or he like, moans in absolute yeah. no, pleasure. Oh. There's got to be a peg <laughs> on the gear shift. Oh. To keep his hand there. <laughs> then he doesn't even have to grip it. He can just have a flat hand and be like, <laughs> fuck you, I'm in third. Um, all right, so do uh, I put the prayer after all that or before? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what my next job was going to be. How are you going to support your family? Doug Schliesman faced a financial crisis. The Wisconsin GM plant was about to shut down, and Doug was going to lose his job after 17 years. His wife, Stephanie, was very concerned. I had a lot of fear. Was there going to be another job in the area? Would we have to move somewhere far away? They leaned on each other and their faith in God to get them through. I knew there were challenges going to be ahead, and um, the only way we can do it is to do it together. And one decision they made together was to stay faithful with their tithing. I want to please God. I want him to be happy with me and my family. And we want to do what we're supposed to do because we want to please God. That is what Stephanie had learned on the 700 Club. Trust the Lord. Even though it felt like we couldn't afford to tithe, really, we couldn't afford not to. When you need God, he's going to come through. Stephanie also continued to give offerings to CBN.
this series is going to cover the biblical idea of tithing or giving. Oh my God, Siri or Siri read my series as it's Siri going off. Go away. I can't help you with that. Uh, <laughs> no, it says series in reading mine. my voice. It's still yeah, going. Stop. No, now it's having a full fledged conversation with Chaz in the back. Right, uh, we're going to cover what bib- what the biblical ideas are of tithing, uh, how the church uses and abuses it, uh, but we always cover our, our own experiences first, which means we have to drive back into our childhoods. Hooray! Good Yay. thing we just did that a little bit. <laughs> I, always. Uh, now, before we go into our stories, next episode, we are going to get, get into biblical teachings behind the ideas and what we weren't told and what the teaching is kind of today and has been for many, many years. But uh, in basic terms, like I said, uh, 10% of your income is a tithe. Uh, Your house might have been a little different uh, if it was before or after tax. Most uh, that I heard of, it was was probably before, uh, I mean, uh, before tax. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, Yeah. before taxes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because churches uh, don't pay no taxes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, probably 99% of all churches want their congregation to give 10% to the church, uh, you know, before tax. That would be nice. But they want you to give that 10% to the church that you attend. Um, If you want to give more than 10%, uh, that's referred to as an offering. And that would be things that you could spend money on, like onto missionaries or donate, like places like Focus on the Family or the 700 Club. So, or churches will happily take as much as you want to give. Oh, absolutely. I'm just referring to that first 10%. They want you to give it to your church. And then after that is a blessing uh, offering. And you can give that to anyone you choose. Oh, not at my parents' church. They kept Mm. it. Yeah, I was going to say at my church, it was, we didn't even call it tithing at my church. You guys never called offering. You guys never had uh, missionaries come in? Mm-hmm. I well, didn't. You but gave you money gave, to them, right? You gave them money on top of the thirty percent you were tithing, tithing to the church, or yeah, because yeah, that's but that's different like, money. Yeah, that that any <laughs> any money over the ten percent. Um. So, but yeah, I thought it like, was just part of the tithe, and then if you wanted to give more, um, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, yeah, it's semantics, but uh, the evangelical idea behind tithing is extremely different from the biblical definition, as well as the reasons. And I think this was always drilled home uh, and uh, this was told not only our duty, but to be done to receive blessings from God. Prosperity so, gospel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Prosperity gospel is my yeah. <laughs> If you're consistent with God, he will be consistently blessing you. The money received from the church is, of course, used to pay bills, employees and clergy. A good amount of the church provides a house near the church for the head pastor to live. I don't know if that happened in your church. That happened in just about everyone I was in. The um, parsonage. Yeah. What do we call it? Pastor's house. Yeah. Besides that, I forget what we called it, but it, there was the, what did you call Sugar it? Sugar shack. Yeah. Parsonage. That's that's yeah. technically what it's called. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. One of my babysitters when I was a kid uh, technically uh, lived in the, parsonage not technically mm-hmm. she did with her dad who was the preacher yeah yeah, yeah. 
Okay. I thought I was about to say, why? <laughs> why was she living with the pastor? And you're like, oh, it's her dad. No, it's all right. <laughs> he, just, he just trafficked her from Nebraska to Michigan like that one guy. Hey, wouldn't surprise me. Um, no. uh, the money left over out all, after all this money is spent, well, that's part of the reason why we're here. Um, I think I've said this before, but I grew up in a church where uh, we didn't have a food pantry and we didn't have outreach. Um, I think we have been provided uh, more for, hold on, let me see this. I think that if we would have uh, and would have provided more for the community um, and shown Christ's love uh, that I'd always longed for, I would have been probably still in the church and this wouldn't be my present life. Um, so I don't know how you guys feel about that, but that I could pretty much see that happening to me. Um, if my church was actually one of those that actually helped the poor out when I was a child, instead of crushing them, um, or indoctrinating them back when, um, my parents went mm -hmm. to the mega church, mm -hmm. the super mega church in Riverside, uh, before they went to the smaller, more evangelical non-denominational church um but like the huge ass evangel uh the huge ass mega church they went to um didn't do nothing for no one in fact yeah. i had uh i worked with a lot of low-income families at the time and one of them uh when i went to visit them they said yeah we go to the mega church um and we went to them and said like we don't have any food there's no food in our house can you help mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. and all they did was give them flyers for other churches that might have a food pantry it's yeah. like bro awesome. you just built a restaurant on yeah. your church campus you telling me you don't have extra food or they make them go to a, a food pantry where they have to sit through like a two-hour service first yeah well yeah or they give just... them a coupon for a for the new carmen cd <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, right here we can't give we can't give you food but we can help you kick it for christ yeah yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, um i think I'm, I'm actually kind of glad you brought that up because i never really thought about when i left the church or like me going back or anything like that and i think i've come to realize something with that i can see 100 percent why that would be the case like why you would stick around if they were mm -hmm. actually doing like what we were taught to do and shit like mm -hmm. that but with my experience like the way my my dad like kept taking us away and bringing us in, taking us away, and because of his own psychosis, if you will, yeah, <laughs> and all the bounced checks. Yeah, right. And I think when I left the church myself, I used to tell people I wouldn't say I was atheist. I would say I would do the whole I'm agnostic yeah. thing because yeah. like I was I wasn't sure about going back or not. You know what I mean? Because Dude, I me knew too. me too. I, knew, I was agnostic right. for a while mm -hmm. before I would finally admit to myself. Yeah, Shit. absolutely. It's yeah. like it's like it's like a double checking kind of thing, mm -hmm. right? like yeah. a double tap. But like I was like thinking I knew that my situation was different with my father. So I was like, I can't I can't base all of Christianity on my dad. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, maybe maybe I'll go back. But then as time progressed, that's when I started to realize on my own, like, fuck, no, this is all fucked up stuff. You know what I mean? So I don't yeah. know. I think there's like a there's a high chance it would have worked on me for sure, because I, I was that way with my father when I left. Well, like I might go back. I can see why it's good. And if that was going on, it probably would have hooked me. Well, you also have to look into the idea of that. If you would have gone to a church like that, you probably would have had a different father. Um, mm -hmm. And I probably would have had a step, different stepfather. Um, I, I, so. I, 
I think that, but I also don't just because how fucking crazy my. Team I I get what you're, you're saying, crazy. but I think you would have found something else. Like you would have just been like, uh, Captain Kangaroo is telling us we got to do this. <laughs> yeah, I, but I I feel like, and I'm gonna get into this a little bit when I read this part. But like, I think that my my stepfather and my mother purposely went to churches that fit their worldview. Um, oh, yeah. Ra- yeah, yeah, rather 100%. than uh, a church that just believed in the Bible. Um, so that's very true. Uh, yeah. yeah, I um, have never been to a church who doesn't like pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, we're gonna get into this childhood. I honestly stuff think with the th- sorry. tithing. No, go ahead. Uh, no, no, this is the last thing. I think that yeah. that was honestly my Christian guilt trying to say that my dad's just crazy. Like, honestly, because then when I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, why the fuck did I just try to defend the church? <laughs> like to say, no, my dad's just nuts. God. Right. But also, it, it's really easy to pick one person to blame after uh-huh. you've been yeah. in an abusive situation. Yeah. Not the entire network of people who made it possible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I bl- could blame my mom for marrying my stepfather and then blame, you know, and go down. Not blame, but just, like, there's reasons why this stuff happened. Like, um, she looked the other way. Yeah, absolutely. So, Like, or she's she, culpable. Yeah. The church yeah. is culpable. Like, you went to the church and one time, didn't your dad, like, grab you by the neck? Yeah, yeah. And um, slap me in front of the entire Sunday school. Yeah. So. The church is culpable for allowing that to happen. Uh huh, absolutely. It's a big ass network. Yep. And it's taken so. me a while to realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah. Let's get into this uh, childhood mm-hmm. trauma. Um, I grew up pretty poor. Uh, never had really anything that was ever new, from clothes to my school books. Uh, we everything was secondhand. We shopped at thrift stores and Aldi's before it became what it is now. Uh, Don, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm just listening. I saw you rocking and disassociating a little bit. Are no, no, I'm, just, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm listening. Right. No, I'm good. Are you, you tubing it out it. over there? Am I who? Yeah. Tubing? <laughs> Don't you, you worry about me. yourself. I'm coping my ways. <laughs> what are you doing, man? You taking a shit? <laughs> I have to cope. Hey, remember what we talked about in the pornography episode? Sometimes it's just the only thing I could feel. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, Chazzy. Uh, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this isn't to slight Donovan at all. This is just my experience because I knew Donovan had a, like, a like even my wife, like my wife kind of grew up in the same kind of circumstances Donovan did, mm-hmm. not with the parents, but with the living situation. Like she was like, I lived with cockroaches. Yeah. Um, we were always homeless or we moved around a lot. I never had anything that was mine, you know, so on and so forth. You know, they had a lot of substance abuse in her family and so on but uh yeah um she just didn't suffer the physical like the abuse that donovan suffered but uh you know um everybody's hey, trauma yeah. different. everybody's yeah. different trauma's so, trauma 100 fucking yeah percent. no and scales one of the reasons why i picked my wife well not picked her but that sounded <laughs> weird one of the reasons that i fell in love <laughs> with you. my wife was was that she wanted to change those cycles uh that she grew up in Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with me. Um, but, right. uh, yeah, uh, that's one of the reasons why I fell in love with my husband. Yeah. Um, because a lot, like before we even got married, um, he, he genuinely thought <clears throat> that, uh, not, I don't know if it was genuine or whatever, but he, he thought that spare the rod, spoil the child 
was a directive rather than a warning. Mm. Like you oh, need to spare wow. the rod and spoil that child. Mm. And okay. I was just wow. like, I have never heard a better description of what kind yeah. of parent I want to be. Mm. That's a good I've one. Never Cause I'm not that hitting that nobody. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely. guess I thought about that that way too. Holy shit. Yeah. It, it's a directive. Yeah. Um, but, uh, if my family went out to eat, uh, it was at McDonald's when they had their 39 cent hamburger nights, um, or whatever it was, 29 cents, 39. Um, uh, if we went on vacation, it was somewhere that was always free and we always camped. Uh, we went to DC in the middle of the summer. It was amazing. Uh, Waking up at six in the morning, drenched in sweat. And oh, the humidity is lovely, isn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, my mother was a beautician at a salon on Fridays and Saturdays uh, and worked at a nursing home during doing residence here when I got a little older. Uh, my stepfather, for most of my childhood, worked swing shifts at a Lipton Tea Factory. Uh, there, there were tough times before and after that job, but I think he was there for about 10 years or so. Um, every Sunday, there was always an envelope that would be placed in the church offering plate. They never missed it. It didn't matter if the car had a hole in the floor. Uh, what was mattered? It, what mattered is that the church got their ten percent of the house's income, and it just wasn't ten percent. It was ten percent pre-taxed. If you really wanted God to bless you, giving must hurt. It must be a sacrifice. So ten percent is the base. Mm. So now, on top of that, my parents paid for Christian private school. They paid for things that happened at the church and we had to do. So it is safe to assume that the church took at least 35 to 40% of our home income. Now add in all the church affiliated things that my parents paid for, like all those books and tapes, the missionaries they supported and more. It's fucking ridiculous. My stepfather also played golf, which started a lot of fights in the house and his money went towards that. We lived oh. in purposeful poverty because of the church. And in return, the church never gave us any, ever, any goddamn thing um, for all the things that we did for them. Uh, they never gave us a car when our shit the bed. They never paid for our heating bills when we couldn't afford it. Chrissy, do you had something to add? Sorry. Oh, I was just, no me gusta. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, my parents also gave their time. Uh, we don't think about this often, um, but I'm sure that I'm not the only person here or even with our listeners where their parents gave so much time to their church and so much time to what they wanted rather than their families. I think um, I said it on the last DCTS mm -hmm. that I didn't even realize that my time was valuable. Mm -hmm. until i was much older because you were just expected to give it mm -hmm. absolutely oh there's a church function oh uh friday friday afternoon i'm busy now yeah um, go help yeah yeah um uh my mother ran the church library my stepfather preached at nursing homes on sunday afternoon they also both taught sunday school which mean we had to be up bright and early to get there and we had to be there earlier because they had to get there earlier my stepfather sang in the church choir while my mother always helped uh, when there was a special event. Of course, was it women... awkward? 
was it super awkward when he sang i can't listen to people i know sing he was a terrible like, no. singer yeah he couldn't sing at all he couldn't carry a tune and oh, i don't shit, know why he sang in the choir yeah it was awful um uh this next part's kind of sad uh my parents didn't spend time with me uh, they spent more time service service to the church than they ever spent doing anything with me. We never had money to do anything anyway, but uh, my mother would elite. My mother would illegally cut hair. Uh, um, she would do hair for big families and older people in the church for close to nothing. Um, she was only licensed in New Jersey, but because she is being a servant of God in doing these things, it's okay to break the law and do it in Pennsylvania. There, yeah, she even explained this to me. Um, yeah, so, of course, uh, she, of course, she did because she knew it was wrong, so she was yeah. justifying it to you while actually justifying yeah. it to herself. Yeah. Not like she would go to jail, but she would be fine, maybe lose her license. Right, right. Um, it's not like you're fucking killing somebody, but it's yeah. still something that's wrong that you know is wrong, so you're gonna find a reason for it to be okay and yeah. explain to everyone else why it's okay, so they don't think that you're a bad person. Yeah, give to Caesar what is Caesar's which is yeah, the license give to gods what is gods and that's everything mm. else but it's not that bad and as long as i ask jesus for sorries then we're okay yeah i'm doing um, it for him yeah right he did it for me so i'm doing it for him yeah quo, 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 quo. I, yeah i lived on the border of pennsylvania new jersey i could literally walk over to new jersey if i wanted to spend a 30 minute walk down the hill um that's so awesome. yeah so it wasn't that big of a traveling you know because we lived in pennsylvania so um there were multiple drove there yeah uh yeah (laughs) and she could and i'm just like why don't you get your license in pennsylvania and she was telling me all the stuff about the renewing process and how much it would cost and i'm just like well um i wanted uh, thinking about it now it's like well why didn't you just forgo the tithe for like two months and just pay for the license since it's all going to god well the bible says i only need one license <laughs> like anyway, I, get it, I get it maintaining being my licensure costs a shit ton of money because yeah. i have to do like ceus and then pay yeah. the fees there were classes she had to do and everything like that yeah 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 uh but i do it because um it's right it's legal. yeah <laughs> yeah and like i'm not willing to lose that licensure yeah. over some dumb dumb shenanigans yeah uh you know yeah i'll give you an example of of what my mother did Uh, there were multiple poorer families in our churches as we you know went to different churches but she would cut hair for let's say a family of eight um and come home with twenty dollars she would do so she didn't know the, the worth of her time either she did because she worked at a salon and she she there were these prices that she that she knew were the price points that you would, you know, maybe charge someone, but she didn't. Because you know. they were like people of Jesus, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm, um, yeah, she, I get you. she would, yeah, she would do perms for old people in the church for cost of the perm and hopefully a tip. Um, and I then they'd be like, "I did seventeen years in this church. You better give me the fucking discount." <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "Here's a meatball." Um, All right. So. Well, you come to the potluck. I'll make sure you're taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got the power team coming. I'll clean up the ice. Right. Yeah. Oh I think God. at the time, uh, perms were about $40. Mm. 
Um, Terms if you went expensive. to a, yeah, if you went to salon, so she would, and she and she had a, a Sally's gift, a Sally's card, and she got a discount. Oh, um, shit for going there so she would get the perm solution i went with her so many times mm -hmm. to pick shit up at sally's and she would be like i'm going to do mrs so-and-so's hair saturday afternoon and they would they would just pen, pay her back what the 10 bucks for the perm solution or whatever yeah. um so um and all that money was that would gain was gained for all this haircuts would be tithed um i thought about, <laughs> I thought about oh, the other night at work my mother would leave home uh for hours to cut hair for eight people a job that should have maybe brought in at least a hundred bucks and she came home uh with maybe 20 and we put ourselves and we put ourselves to bed those nights and she had 18 dollars um now because she tied the two and she's storing up her gifts in heaven amen amen so when i talk about purposeful purposeful poverty this is what i'm talking about i got a question yeah did she keep a lot of that money she earned on the Sally's gift card so that your stepfather couldn't take it. No, it was like, it, it wasn't like that kind of card. It was like a, uh, uh, like a frequent shoppers card. And like, yeah. if you, yeah, if you were, a if you were like a beautician or something like that, you got like a 10% discount or something. So yeah, that's all. Your stepdad goes there and he's like, "Okay, how's this going to help me?" <laughs> <laughs> now he give me the money too. That's the thing. <laughs> and they're like, we really can't help you. <laughs> yeah, just, no, like, just go to the store and get some mop and glow. You're good. He was one of those bald people that were bald up here, oh, no. and then just kept the hair all the way around the top the of the rest of their head. Uh, the horseshoe, the solar panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That okay, uh, that makes more sense. While I was when I was talking about my pastor and I described that, you're like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but between all the small, wait, go wait, ahead. wait, uh, just because I know that among women in the church who are in abusive situations, it's very like they women always tell other women, like, Okay, you go to the grocery store every time you go. Mm -hmm. You put $10 on a gift card, on a Visa gift card. Yeah, my mom did that, stuff like that with my, yeah. when my, she was with my father, um, because he was, he was more physically, he was physically abusive. Because that um, gives you money to things. get away, and yeah. then nobody suspects anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, she had to get out of my relationship with my father by, like, moving in with a family member with, like, four kids um, all at once. So, yeah, uh, it was, yeah. But anyway, uh, but uh, between all the small groups, men's outings, women's meetings, Awanas for my sister, my stepfather's golfing obsession and his swing shift, I was left alone a lot of the time. But not only did the church steal money from our family, but it also stole that time. Um, and this is something we never really discussed. Uh, how many hours were spent in service to a selfish or blessingless organization when they could have been spent at a meal together or watching a movie or playing a video game or whatever or just being at peace doing your own thing quality time yeah uh i can remember i think five movies we saw together in the theaters growing up maybe uh cool runnings uh and this was at the dollar theater um wow. that's a good one 
yeah no, no shame in that i yeah you know. yeah um i can don't know the pinocchio difference. when it got re-released mm-hmm. that's um, a good one yeah i yeah there were a couple others uh and my stepfather and i saw home alone 2 together which was weird um but uh right that is yeah. A weird. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh but my parents didn't want me around, so that's a whole different story. But uh, I know none of all of our listeners had the e- the evil Don- Donovan and I had grew- growing up, and your parents actually enjoyed or wanted your company sometimes. Oh, I hate you. Um, but uh, yeah, you didn't always need the evil for your parent to be absent. Yeah, yeah, I can say um, from experience. But well, there's a th- like with that, my kids evil. today. <laughs> <laughs> we are very vocal with our kids. Be like, can you go upstairs? Because we need time to ourselves. Like, we need we need time yeah. to think. Do you oh ever get God, worried that that's going to fuck with them, though? Do you ever get worried that that's going to fuck them up? Well, yes. I'm thinking that or go upstairs. Get out of me. My face. Yeah, I no, I, I, I agree with I agree with you 100%. We'll even be like, hey, I just need a minute. I'm a little overstimulated. Like, we'll even say that. But like, no, some, we yeah, no, we sometimes I'm worried them. that they're going to be like, why is that my problem? Yeah, we always <laughs> say like. But I, you know, it's married people need time alone together. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. My, then my twelve girl's like, like, "What the f- does that mean?" <laughs> we, yeah. Well, we try to like normalize those boundaries. Right, like, right, right. Hey, when you're in a romantic relationship, you gotta it's spend important. time together, just you two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even by yourself too. Oh God, yes. Big time by yourself. There's, uh, I read a take, book called "The Self-Centered Marriage," mm-hmm. that was kind of eye-opening um about taking care of yourself you gotta Uh, yeah yeah uh but like we we've told our kids like you guys don't want to be together all the time do you like sitting next to each other or whatever and they're like no it was like there's nothing wrong with saying i need time to myself or i'm gonna go do my own thing absolutely nothing wrong with that oh god Um, i wish i would have been taught that me too yeah 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 Nobody ever believes I'm a straight up introvert. I've Man. worked really, really, really hard me to too. have social skills, but it takes a shit ton out of me. And I have to just like sit yeah. in the quiet and recover. A, a shift at Trader Joe's is more, I mean, it's physically draining, but it is very mentally draining because I don't like people. Yeah. Um, I love a lot like of the co workers I work with, uh, but like, it is, oh my God! That's, it, it's it. Evangelical church is not set up for introverts. No, and it's like I like people; they're fine, mm-hmm. they're yeah. fine. But having all that small talk and having to be like on, you know, that was one thing with me. Is like I re I I remember having this conversation with Danielle like a year ago. I like looked at her after, after I've been working through all this shit and realizing all the masks I've worn through my life. And I'm like, because mm-hmm. I used to be like the goofy guy in high school. And mm-hmm. even, for, even through my 20s, I was like the, mm-hmm. the hyper friend that was always like, hey, how's it going? What's going on? What are you guys up to? Same. But bro. then like a year ago, I'm like, I'm a fucking introvert, dude. I don't like yeah. doing this. I'm doing this mm-hmm. for everyone else, not for me. Exactly. And then when I when I said that to Danielle, because she's seen me through all my phases and she's seen me when we're alone at home. And then she's like, we've had those moments where she's like, are you okay? And I'm just like, I'm just chill. This is me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, dude, you are introverted. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. And like when you realize that, and like you said, a lot of it came from me realizing that I was putting on this front from going to church. 
because at home I had to be this way. And then at church, I had to uh-huh. be this way. And then doing both of those consistently throughout my whole fucking life, I've been a false extrovert. And that was no, a hard realization because yeah. I'm then who am I if I'm not that guy? Who yeah. am I if I'm not the goofy dude? And it was, yeah, yeah. man, that was like, a, yeah, I was, I was voted class clown like three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really wanted prettiest dies, but fuck that. I'm over that. I'm over that right <laughs> oh, now. Dude, you just when I was in high school, there was this dude that got voted class clown or most funniest, and all he did was quote Dane Cook. I lost my shit. I was like, that dude, fuck that guy. Oh, <laughs> so uh, when, <laughs> when we went like one of the times that I went in for the picture for the yearbook for um class clown. They yeah. were like, why don't you do something funny for the pic? Put your jacket on backwards. Yeah. That's funny. And I was just like, you know what would be funnier? If we looked angry. So we did Or that. we turned away from the cameras. Yeah. If yeah. we were like. Are you getting <laughs> the frame where you just see this? Your yeah. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like or you Kilroy. put two people that obviously aren't us. Yes. Are all teachers for students. <laughs> That's yeah. funny as shit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too vain for that though. You like, go outside yeah. and you, you just put start my getting, picture. Bringing all these 30-year-olds in, just random people. It's <laughs> not my son. Who is this? <laughs> um, That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh let me continue here. Uh the mm-hmm. loss of income uh kept us from vacations. Uh from something that we enjoy with our kids now that I didn't have growing up. Uh uh from go- even if it's only like one day or two days, it's still something. Or to um, another town. Yeah, uh, it kept us from going out to eat, enjoying time together, from enjoying anything in life. Uh, for me personally, it kept me from enjoying my childhood. Uh, my birthdays always got lost in the shuffle of the holiday season. And that's when church needed my family the most in every way. So that meant shafting your child while uh, also not taking any interest in my interests because they were always too busy for church. Uh, while my sister, whose birthday's month was was months before, uh, sparing her from the financial and time issues, and close to my, she was also close to my stepfather, uh, and she got such a better childhood than I did. It's really weird, and this isn't therapy, um, and we'll, we'll get into that another time. Maybe next time I talk to my therapist on Friday. Uh, anyway, I was, I was talking about this just recently. Yeah. Um, and it well, I'm an only child. Uh, I mm-hmm. was mostly talking, you know how you have like the gossip sessions and then you have the like heavy sessions. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of the gossip sessions. And I was like, don't you think that apparent favoritism between children is extremely damaging? And we had a lot, of, a long talk about that, mm-hmm. but I just, it's crazy to me that people don't realize how damaging it is for a parent not to be into you like obviously like yeah like for me work was much more important money was much more important than Mm -hmm. i was i was alone 18 hours a day yeah i did some shady shit i should have been dead yeah yeah but Mm. it's damaging yeah it really is all right, please. Um, no, uh, I learned many years later that my mother's credit card usage was out of control, especially her finger hut bullshit. Oh uh, my and God. Listen, let's Fucking not talk shit hut. about finger hut. 
No, Fingerhut fucked me up too. Just like I talked to Chaz about that personally. Well, I did the same yeah. shit. Yeah. Same shit. Dude, dude, come on. Where else are you going to get like a weird shirt with a cat on it? Also a neon clock. Also a popcorn assortment. Our video yeah, game cut. system that you can't afford and then never pay the fucking payments on and then fuck up your credit for the rest of your life. Yeah. And After seven like years, it has to drop off. <laughs> Somebody call Finger Hut. Yeah. After seven uh, years, it has to drop off. My uh, appendectomy. Like karma. <laughs> my, yeah, seriously, my appendectomy, I owed like 60 grand for that shit. Yeah. I just waited it out because. Yeah. We did that with with a bill once, and we're just like, "Fuck this! We're not paying that shit." I'm yeah. like, "Fingerhead, I don't even have that Xbox anymore. Yeah. I needed to pay bills, and I paid that. I sold that." <laughs> How about that's I give me. you back the Xbox? How about I buy a brand new Xbox and just right. give it back to you? That's like, me and that my Best too. Buy card that I just yeah. never paid after I bought an, uh, a PlayStation Four. I yeah. was just like, "Well, sorry." <laughs> I'm not paying capitalism, that. baby, and I'm capitalizing. We're both uh, gonna wake up from with emails from Fingerhut and Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that shrink, you yeah. retail bitches. Um, but yeah, my mother's credit card usage is out of control, and that's what happens when 25% of your income is going to the government, if if not more, uh, and 35% or definitely fucking more is going to the church. Yep. Instead of working more or finding better jobs because their availability is more open, they lost out on opportunities and any type of upward mobility, not just for themselves, but for their children. Because when you can't work Sundays and you can't work Saturday nights because of this and you can't work Wednesday nights because of prayer meeting and, and Thursday and you because can't of youth do this group. because of this. Yep. Um. So when 60% or more of God knows how much of the rest went to golf uh, is gone each paycheck. They can't afford to put $10, uh, $10 from a paycheck into a college fund. They would sit at their kitchen table at least once a month, frantically looking over their checking accounts and wondering how to figure out how many cans of vegetables they can get from Aldi's that week or how, yeah. how much of the, how much of the sale meat they can freeze. Um, uh, Oh, for no fucking reason whatsoever, with nothing to show for it, not now or ever. And Paul getting naked, fucked upside down on the cross. If you think they were going to even think about going on government assistance, <laughs> which yeah. they probably could have easily gotten, all because of tithings, serving the church, and mass hysteria. So, yeah, because doesn't for... um. For government assistance, don't they take your paycheck after taxes? I think so. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. Oh wait, remember. no, 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 they don't. It depends. Like, they, I think they, I think they actually do both. Yeah. Oh fuck that noise. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. Medicare for all. Absolutely. Um, but when it came to tithing, I was not immune. When mm. I shoveled snow or cut grass or did whatever I could to earn money, I had to tithe, and my money would be checked. When I got for my no, first wait, job, no, what, what did they do? Like check your bank statement? No, but this bank is stubs. like if I shoveled snow, if I got like, how much did you get? I'd be like $10. Yeah. And they would be like, okay, put a dollar to the side. But did you ever lie? Uh, there were a couple of times, but most of the time there was like no way around it. Okay. Um, Cause like one time, 
I, uh, so it was my job to mow the lawn, mm-hmm. but it was really hot in California. So my parents paid me 15 bucks a week to mow the lawn, which is fucking outrageous because yeah. <laughs> it took like three hours and um, a lawn guy cost like 50 bucks a month. So yeah, uh, less than what they were paying me. Anyway, um, I used to... Um, I subcontracted it to one oh of the guys in my class and paid yeah. him 10 bucks a week and kept oh, yeah. the extra five. Uh, so I had to tithe 150. So yeah. after that, 350, 350 yep. that at that time, that was a Starbucks. So yeah, net gain. Starbucks net gain but i always felt bad about that lie oh yeah no i had to go out and search for jobs uh to do uh for people in the church and stuff to get paid um i would go around the neighborhood yeah, or the neighborhood to a yeah. nicer neighborhood quote unquote yeah. and oh, rake, the, yeah. rake the yards i did that yeah 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 uh, and then i bought when... presents for everybody that's what i always did with that fucking money i always yeah, bought I took my family my sisters. Out to, yeah took my family out to eat with my first like real paycheck because mm-hmm. they fucking deserved it. Yeah. Um, anyway, you gotta serve others even with your money. <laughs> uh, when I got my first job at fourteen, I got my first bank account. My stepfather took me. Uh, I was instructed by my stepfather to take out my tithe when I deposited my check, pre-taxed. One time, I fa- this is when I was younger. One time, I found five dollars on a grocery store floor, and I had to tithe fifty cents out of it. Uh, any job I had, my stepfather always went out of his way to remind me to give my tithe. And once I hit 18, my stepfather started charging me rent, $100 a month. So now, how is someone working below what is now minimum wage, I was making $7 an hour at the time, Hmm. already giving 10% of the church, $100 a month and going to their stepfather to save up to get, to get, uh, how how the hell am I going to get out? Um, uh, I started working as much as I could. I tried community college for six months, but couldn't handle it. So I dropped out of college and moved outside of Albany for six months until I was able to get money to try to come back to community college again. But I had to move back in with my parents. I know a lot of our listeners. Did it make you feel empathy for what's this fucking name in the Bible who married Leah and then Rachel? He worked for like seven years to get a wife. No, it made me completely bait and switch. No, it made me feel completely and utterly empty and terrible because I had to move back in with my parents, um, back into the situation that I tried to escape. Um, But uh, I worked a little while. Yeah, after I did for a little bit, Um, I worked two jobs and went to school full time to get out of the house to avoid church and that tithe guilt. Uh, there were so many times that I had to put a dollar in an envelope or five, knowing it was not a, wasn't enough. But one time I had seventy six cents in my bank account and needed to use it to get gas to go to work. Um, was it back when gas was like ninety nine cents a gallon? No, because this that was, was a good time. Yeah, no, this was a little bit right. later than that. Uh, this was like two thousand three or two thousand two, somewhere around uh, there. So it was um, like two fifty. Yeah, and this is about the same time I stole that roll of quarters to pay for gas. Hell yeah. School. So, uh, um, 
Yeah, it yeah, the whole and I didn't put it in here. The, a lot of the tithing stuff and not having money led me to resort to stealing. Yeah. Um I stole a lot like growing up and um yeah, and as an adult. So yeah, it's something I've talked about in therapy a couple times, but yeah. Um I weird. did the same thing. Um I don't think it was because of tithing. I think it was because of mental illness and lack of impulse control. I think, yeah, that has to do with part of it. And then part of it's just, I didn't have money. Um, yeah. And I didn't, wasn't able to do, you know, you kind of have to, you know, I was living on a couch for six or couch surfing for like six months or so uh, when I was like, I think 19 um, or 20. And like, Fuck I was your parents at, for, did they know? Yeah. Well, I, I, we had a fight, my stepfather and I, and I just kind of couch surfed for six months um and i could never i could never if my husband was saying my kid has to couch surf i would straight up no oh i put it in here sorry (laughs) i'm just reading this next this next paragraph yeah no it's all right um uh my parents were always asking me about my tithe and i always had to lie to them uh, knowing that all my money was going to college, eating uh, away from home, gas and fucking rent. Uh, during that time, I had a huge fight with my stepfather where we were seconds away from coming to blows and I left. Um, I was homeless for basically six months. I slept on couches. I slept in my car. I slept at friends' houses and I still went to school and worked. Um, I went to Temple University and stopped going uh, to church. Um I sold my car to help pay for college, um, and I started selling off my possessions like records, cards uh, that I collected when I was a kid, shirts, and whatever I could to stay afloat. Um, I then even faced uh, with being homeless in Philadelphia or moving back to my parents' house. Um, I was forced to go to church, but I wouldn't have to pay rent if I moved back in. Um uh, I took a job uh, that I could walk and, or ride my bike to, um, which was a convenience store. Um, and I know that this is sounding like a Tracy Tra- Chapman song, um, but it's almost over. Uh, I started to take shifts on Sundays and then switched to overnights to skip church entirely. Um, I didn't have to make an appearance every once in a while. My mother complained, um, but then all the tithe talk would start all over again. Um uh, I got promoted to manager position and moved out permanently. Eventually ended up in Chicago and I left the church altogether um, only after going a few times when I was close to marrying this girl. That would have been a huge mistake. Um, the last time I walked into church or even put a dime in the collection plate was December 25th, 2006. And uh, that's when I was forced to go uh, when I visited my mom for Christmas with my wife uh, then wife, uh, but the, no, then girlfriend, now wife. Um, and, and, uh, I had sex with my girlfriend, now wife, right before we went to church. So, Hey, hell yeah. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Don't be telling well, me, secrets. I got to write another note on here, about something. <laughs> you can't talk about that stuff. Uh, my parents continue to give their tithe. Happy birthday, my... Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put that together till right now. Thank you, Donovan. Uh, <laughs> my mother tithes her social security checks. Oh, I know shit. she does that uh, for her entire life. 
she has uh, been used over and over and over by church, the authority in the church. She has been used over and over again by people who did not want to pay full price for their haircuts and perms. For her entire life, she gave her tithe to the church and more, who now allows her to go through a divorce and then end up in a shitty one-bedroom apartment in a town nobody ever visits. I sat well, through a number... Because they don't care. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Absolutely not. Uh, I sat through a number of church budget meetings because we went to everything the church held. And I sat through enough of those meetings and saw outlines of helping the poor, food, food pantry, and anything else along those lines. I never saw any you, of that stuff. You yeah, never? Not, yeah, never. Not one? Not mm -hmm. once. Um, I saw plenty of plans for church expansion. I saw the chunk of money that they were saying to go, uh, saying to help the poor would have been given to missionaries um, that each church was in on uh, and were uh, active in giving money to, um, especially the incredibly white family that left our school and our church to be Western colonized. I'm not colonizers. I'm sorry. They went to be missionaries in China. Um, Wonderful. Uh, yeah, our church gave money to them each each year under the budget. Saw it. Did they so. spend? Did that? Did those missionaries then spend money to buy Chinese Bibles, send no them doubt. to Oklahoma, <laughs> <laughs> get them sold again, and then send them to China? Because I remember something like that from a yeah. I wonder how long that round trip was. Um, that, that, I love like... how rent free that lives in your head. Oh yeah. my god, it does. It does. I think about it probably once a week. Seriously, I, love that. I, I always forget about it, and then when you say it again, it's like, oh yeah, that fucked up thing. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, but uh, Chrissy and Donovan both lived under tithe rules, and I wanted to hear their stories and uh, for them to give their own view on how it influenced their lives. Sorry if I took too long with mine, but uh, no. Chrissy, could you go first? Yeah, for sure. So, okay, tithing, tithing. Is this slam poetry? Could be, or I could do it in haiku. <laughs> She didn't, um, the, she didn't go up with the end of the word, so no. Tithing. Oh. <laughs> Tithing. Taking my money. <laughs> Making me feel guilty. Oh, shit. Burning my parents. <laughs> Taking their very hard-won insurance money. I love it. Fuck that noise. All yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so I was highly, I, they didn't force me, but I was highly encouraged by both school and my parents and church to the moment I started my first job, which is at, uh, which was at Carl's Jr. AKA Hardee's mm. to, um, to tithe. And I did. I did yeah. tithe. Um, it I'd, was I'd like... like to add that my, my church didn't force us, uh, but my parents definitely forced me. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, my church, was. it wasn't like a, it was like a kind of an understood, uh, an unwritten rule. So, so I, I was making $7.25 an hour. Woo mm -hmm. So for every hour I worked, I donated, I 
put it together and donated 72 cents. Yep. And like then 10 cents. Had the final oh, I'm too total. Wait, you didn't round up. You didn't know when I had the final total. I, no. So like if I had, <laughs> once I got the final total, I would round up to the next dollar. Okay. Dollar. <clears throat> Jesus. I know, I know, it but should be I was the next ten dollars. Somebody, somebody's down bad for Christ. Like <laughs> eight, like eighty cents a week. So I'd round it up to like five bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, Christ. I know, big spender, big spender. It's um, a bunch of like I can't books. tell you how many um times I was cleaning the fucking salad bar thinking to myself i don't even get like 650 for this shit jesus is taking yeah. some of it yeah like if i have to clean out those big ass ranch tubs <laughs> they got chunks of weird shit in there not yeah. worth 65 cents an hour somebody shit in the urinal at mcdonald's once when i was there and they tried to get me to clean it and i said no way you don't pay me enough i so. that happened to me at borders yeah. That straight up happened to me at Borders. I think I, what? Well, I start every story this way. Anyway, I think I told you, <laughs> but um, when I worked at Borders in the cafe at the Seattle's Best Cafe, somebody shit all over the toilet seat at mm -hmm. Borders yeah. and they tried to make me clean it. And I straight up walked out and quit, which I realized that I had a lot of privilege to be able to do that. Because I knew I'd be okay until I found another job. But yeah, I, no, 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 yeah. no. That happened at the Hardee's I worked at in Glen Burnie, Maryland. And they were like, go in there and clean that up. I'm like, there's so much corn in there. We don't have fucking <laughs> corn here. Maybe if we had corn, I'd be a little bit like, mm, yeah, I deal. But it's a foreign object. <laughs> You didn't eat it, did you? You didn't eat the corn, right? I had to see if it was salsa or not. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gross. Yeah. No, if you're listening to this and you do that, die. unfollow us. No. I just, hate you. I don't do this a lot, but just die. <laughs> yeah, just, hey, how about you shit yourself inside out and then If you see somebody into... doing it. And they're pushing their dick down, like so they don't pee all over the place or all over themselves. Just knock them out. This is yeah. This is why we need more bullying. Wait a minute. More people is this need why to the... find people shitting on. on the toilet seat and yell at them. What are you doing in there, man? Are you gross. I'm gonna what if, throw something at you. What if that's why they're doing it? Because they think that's what you're doing. <laughs> what if we figured it out after all this time next time Maybe. it happens to you just be like guys i'm actually pooing in the toilet not on the seat all, all the communications handled no one's gonna beat you up for pooping <laughs> fair enough all right go ahead Chrissy. Sorry. um <laughs> uh i okay so i tithed and I was always, uh, <laughs> you ready for a quote that's going to bring something back, I oh think? Mm -hmm. The first fruits. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Not for me. So as we got ready for this series, I kept thinking, it like kept looping in my head. Thanks, brain. Um, the first fruits of your labor, the first fruits oh, of first your fruits. labor. And right now, 
Um, all of my passion fruit vines are blooming and bearing fruit. Mm -hmm. And it takes two to three months for it to ripen. So my first fruit, I have been watching it obsessively. And if someone wanted me to burn that fruit for Sky Daddy, no. Yeah, yeah. No. Same with my veggie garden. I'm like, no, that's my mm -hmm. first beef steak. No, I don't know how it got from sacrificing like your first lamb of the season or your first wheat to give me all your money, bitch. Well, I think it's, we'll get there. I'm oh, sure it's, it's just their way of grooming because it starts with that. It starts with your crops, <laughs> then your livestock, then your child, then your money. It's all of it. They just start. We'll small. get there. We'll get there. <laughs> So, like, as I have been thinking more about the concept of tithing, it's a big fucking ask. It is. It really is. Mm -hmm. um, if they said, like, hey, if you want to give, that's fine. If not, whatever you like, if you have something left over, thank you so much. I'd be I'd be more on board, but not like pay this bill before you pay any any of the others and yeah. fuck the idea that you might go hungry or not have heat or whatever um it's a it's a lot bigger ask than like when i was younger the way they they couched it was it's just 10% it's your first 10% that's nothing and it pleases God. And it's before taxes even. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even count it. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's just, you don't even see it. So it doesn't matter. It's so little. Yeah. What a great thing and an easy thing to do for God. And he wants you to. He'll bless you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, it's so shitty. Yeah. 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 I can't imagine just like somebody just coming by and it's swooping in and taking 10% of my our household income yeah. uh, each month. Um, yeah. Cause definitely we were cripple a lot of things. Yeah. We were taught to um, give 10% to the church and then save 10%. So you're really only keeping 80% of your take home. Yeah. And when you're making $7 an yeah. hour. Yeah. Not great. Not and great. After the government takes. 20% to 30% if not, mm -hmm. you know, depending on your tax bracket. Um, you're working for pennies. Yeah. And your you mandatory really are. health insurance that's fucking yep. mm -hmm. not cheap. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh So that's all I got. I just Okay. You know, it's short but infuriating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have you know, a lot of people don't we didn't really think about it until after I think we left the church. Although oh, yeah. I don't know. Because I thought sure. about it the whole time I was in the church. I didn't. <laughs> Where I'm just like, I don't want to give up. Like, I have $5. How am I supposed to get 50 cents out of this? Now I have to go to my parents and ask them for change. I was... And and then they're yeah. going to be like, why aren't you giving more? Like, yep. the, the I was still agnostic when I really first started thinking about mm -hmm. it. Because I found out how much my disabled parents 
were giving to their church. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot. And I was like, guys, you need this to live. Yep. You're on disability. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's their money and their, it's their, you know, do what you will. But that that's at that point, I was just thinking like, they know my mom has cancer. They know my dad has heart failure. Why are they taking this much of their money without mm-hmm. saying like, hey, are you okay? Yeah, or reverting it back into their care. Yeah. Um, I never yeah. questioned. Even, even if they don't want to give money to your family, like here's $1,000 or whatever. If they want to pay a bill yeah, or whatever, they could do it that, well, that way. Yeah. You know, Help her so. cover. She had to get scholarships from um, drug companies to cover mm-hmm. her medic- medications. Because mm-hmm. they, her medications, if she didn't have assistance, would have been like 17 grand a month. Yeah. It's like My who the fuck has that much it. money? Or, I mean, I'm sure there are people who do, but yeah, like <laughs> there's anybody I know. For all. Hashtag Medicare yeah. for all. Small percentage do have that. Yeah. Amount. Donovan. Right. Uh hit yeah. us. Uh well, I just want to start by saying the the thing you guys were just saying, I never thought about in my entire fucking life, even until recently. Uh, everyone else's like finances towards tithing or how much everyone tithed. I was just like, that makes sense. You know, the way I was taught. <laughs> it and feels like stealing now, though, doesn't it? I mean, there's still a part of me, honestly, that's still programmed to believe that it makes sense. Like, I feel I'm angry about it. I'm frustrated about it. But there's still a little part of my brain where I hear it going. But it's the church. You have yeah. to give to God. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's which is one of the more infuriating things. How are you going to get blessings if you don't bless God first? Yeah. And that's why yeah. when I was a kid, like you were talking about how like you'd be like, it's my money. I, I've worked hard for this. I would just be like, yep, that makes sense. Mm. I'd walk up to my dad like, how much of this am I supposed to give? Because I was also that kind of kid where I was just like yeah. attention seeking and just wanted approval where I would jump ahead of it and be like, I, I got my I got I, look, I got a tithing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind yeah. of shit. Um, you you mean like kids who have experienced abuse who are um, desperate for <laughs> approval? I mean, if it's got a label. <laughs> um. So yeah, Sorry. my no no no. Uh, my childhood was pretty rough. I grew up pretty poor. Uh, we lived uh literally eight houses on the same street due to evictions and stuff. Just bouncing around. Uh, cockroaches. I didn't was never. I wasn't in a house that didn't have cockroaches until I was like thirteen. And the first time I I remember just expecting to see cockroaches and then being concerned that I didn't because I was like, they found a good hiding spot. (laughs) Have you seen that meme? Have you seen uh, that meme that's like circling the cryptid weirdo Facebook hmm. groups? That's like, what would you rather have in your house? Ghosts or cockroaches? Ghosts. Ghosts. Bro, ghosts. Ghosts. Because they don't fucking exist. And cockroaches um, actually do and they're gross. Yeah, a ghost could fuck me every night and I'd be okay with it if yeah. we, I didn't have cockroaches. Come on, okay. Bill. I really have there. to make this clear. As someone who does believe in spirits, I do not share any of these views. Please do not do either of those things to me. <laughs> you'd rather like, have bring a cockroach? It in, ghosts. 
You'd rather have a cockroach? No, I'd rather have All right, ghosts. Donovan. I, I okay, can live, Donovan. I can live peacefully with spirits in my house. We this can do this together. I, I can't communicate with cockroaches. I know how to communicate with spirits. <laughs> the only way you got to communicate with cockroaches is with your shoe. Okay, no, you were wrong. Let me tell the you only... why. <laughs> ghosts aren't afraid of La Chancla. No, but they... Cockroaches but you... are. But yeah, but if you have a planchette, if you have a planchette, then you can talk to them. <laughs> uh, I have one. Anyway. My Ouija board is one of the biggest letdowns of my life. That's just because you're not doing it right. You just said you don't believe in ghosts, so that's your problem. Uh, uh, anyway. Oh, so like Jesus, I don't believe in him enough. And Jesus so now... isn't a ghost. He's a holy ghost. Get it right. That's why you're not A2J. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so anyway, the cockroaches were so fucking bad in my house. I remember anytime a friend would come over, it'd be embarrassing from the jump. I wouldn't know how to explain it and stuff, how gross my house was with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And just how shitty our things were. And I remember That's one so night embarrassing. I, we'd go down to the kitchen because my friend wanted water and leaving my bedroom after dark was like forbidden in my house. So I remember the first time my friend was like, I'm really thirsty. I'm like, I don't know what to do. We can't. Okay. Go to bed and drink in the morning. You know what I mean? Let's and on I'm this just, button. Right. And then he's like, okay. Uh, I'm like, okay, let's go downstairs. So we go down to the kitchen. I remember turning the light. I remember turning the light on. He goes to step in the kitchen. I'm like, give it a second. Let the roaches like hide before we go in there. And he was like, what? I'm like, dude, just trust me. You don't want to like walk in there and then accidentally grab a roach or something. And he's like, are you fucking serious? I remember like my friends used to talk about it. It was so fucking embarrassing. I remember yeah, we just we didn't have anything when I was a kid. And yeah. then as as far as food goes, uh, I ate a lot of pot pies, Salisbury steak, spaghetti. Spaghetti was my favorite food when I was a kid, and I thought it was the only pasta, uh, like legitimately. It's uh, the only dude, good pasta. I I thought there were only two apples until I became an adult and like dude, grocery shopping. Red and I thought green. there yes. were green apples and red apples. Yeah. Yep. I was like, honey crisp. <laughs> Shut up, scientist. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, now I, I buy Cosmic Crisps. Ooh, those they're are nice. so good. They're so I have good. cotton candy flavored grapes downstairs. What the fuck? Those <laughs> things are amazing. Um, yeah, when I buy them, I'm like, no, kids, these are spicy. Oh, these ones are bad. Yeah, they've you gone like sour. Them. Um, they're spicy. We, uh, we, yeah, uh, I remember one incident where my mom made like mac and cheese and everyone was putting seasoning on theirs. And I was like, oh, what's this? And I put a fuck ton of salt on mine. And Hell it was yeah. really gross. And my mom's like, you oh. have to eat that. I'm like, I'm not eating this. It's gross. She's like, that is your only food for like yep. until dinner tomorrow. And I'm like, so she made me sit there and eat it. I And that's why I didn't like salt until recently because it like fucked up my taste buds. I hated salt for so long. Oh my God, uh, it was a lot oh of stuff God. like that. Oatmeal was the only thing I ate for breakfast. Salt. <laughs> I'm going to send you some because uh, that shit, I will stick my, I'll lick my thumb and stick mm. it in there and just have that as a snack my wife loves salt she eats celery salt oh, and stuff i can't so i don't like salt uh hey danielle i found cuban sandwich flavored chips if you want some holler at your girl um but as far as like i make a point of that because we did always give money to the church like always mm -hmm. no matter what and then when we couldn't give money to the church my dad would do like the balance check thing which was always weird to me um, because we the go back to the baby. same church and they're the ones that get cash the checks. They're the ones that the balance check goes to. They're like, oh, this didn't go through. So when we go to church the next week, they're like, 
your ties didn't go through. And then eventually my father started building up a debt to the church because it was like, this one didn't go through. You tithing this week. Yeah. Here's both. These two didn't go through. You tithing, you know, like that, that shit. Yeah. But they, did then, they charge you the bounce check fee? The bank was, and he was paying oh, that shit. And, uh, so yeah, and we started bouncing poverty. banks because of that shit. Yep. Uh, going. Oh, no, you're right. Jazzy. To a, huh? Chazakaya. Chazathew. What'd you say? I, I said pur- purposeful I said poverty. Pur- Purposeful poverty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my father, to like get out of that or not seem shitty, he would start doing all the like church functions, like DJing them for free and shit. So I did all of that. I DJed them with him, for him. My mother did all like the uh, charity events that mm-hmm. we did and all the kid events. Uh, volunteered me for like youth group for like the younger kids and Sunday school. I even like taught a couple for like two or three years. I taught like the kindergarten the Sunday thing. school. Uh, they tried to make me do the band shit. I was like, no, that's not happening. I'm not <laughs> fucking doing the band. But yeah, so uh, what was that? We lived in the most multiple houses, roaches. Oh, we went camping. Camping was like the only thing we did for vacation. I wanted I to bring that up because you mentioned that. Whoop, whoop. But it was, it was so <laughs> bad though. Danielle and I were talking about this recently. We got evicted so many times that at one point we lived at the campground and we lived there for three months. It was during the summer and they had a rule there that you can't stay at a campground for more than two weeks. So every two weeks, my father would go to the campground manager, pay for another two weeks. We'd get up, we'd go, we'd literally rip up our tent poles without breaking down, walk over to the next site, repeg down. And we did that for three months. Uh, and it was done like, isn't this fun? And like, I get like, you do what you do when you're broke. You try to make the best of it. You know, I understand shit happens. Yeah. And if you can do that and you're doing that with your kid and you're making the best out of it, that's beautiful and wonderful. If you're making yourself live that way and you're lying to your kids and you're putting shit before your kids to do that, that's not okay. That's despicable. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. The only other vacation we ever went on was when I was 14 we went to Hagerstown, which is like Western Maryland in the mountains. It's close to like, it's close to Pennsylvania and stuff. And uh, we went to a super eight motel and we stayed there and we were looking for an apartment to live in. Cause we had been living with my grandparents for two years. And we were like, we're going to, my dad's like, we're going to move away from the city. We're going to get this new apartment. We're going to go look for an apartment. We even looked in York PA at the time. I remember. And Ooh. yeah, uh, definitely didn't do it. Cause it was too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but then when we were there at the super eight, I had to sleep on the floor in between the two queen beds because there was an, I wasn't allowed to sleep on a bed with my sisters cause they were female, which is a whole other fucking yeah. thing. So yep. I'm sitting, I'm sleeping on the super eight motel on the floor. My mom is watching an episode of law and order SVU after everyone went to sleep and it's involving this kid that got assaulted. It's triggering the fuck out of me. I'm laying on this floor and I'm like, why are we even here? And then my dad's like, we have to make sure we get back to the town by Sunday to go to church. No fucking, I'm not kidding. I remember sitting there like, can we just skip church and stay here? Cause this is great. Dude, every time we went on fucking vacation, we had to find a church in the area. We, my we had to do that. Yeah. Our sister had, location. Yeah. Any, we couldn't enjoy a vacation. Every, we had to get up early Sunday. We had to bring church clothes. Um, we had to get up early to go to church, and then we had to go to church, and then we'd have to do whatever the church was doing afterwards. Yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck? Why can't we just be a fucking family? Yep. No, because that came first, and they made yep. that 
clear with their finances and time for sure. And I didn't think about the time until you start talking about that mm-hmm. because when I wasn't there with them, they were doing that shit and I was alone, like mm-hmm. from super young to super old. You know what I mean? And I remember I almost burnt the house down because I didn't know how to, I was like, I'm going to make grilled cheese by putting cheese and bread and butter in the toaster. Yep. Don't do that. I did that one. <laughs> yeah. All no, I, I learned to toast two pieces of bread and then put the pieces of cheese be- between the bread and then microwave, microwave it for like it. three yep. seconds. And then with ketchup, it's almost the same. Yep. <laughs> Some salt on it. And, mm-hmm. Well, you don't like salt, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my, my my father would set up a camera during those times, and he'd end up watching the tape back and stuff. So, yeah, I was always being watched. So that was a whole other fucking facet. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Dennis. You would make me watch the tape back with them, and I would see that as an opportunity to explain myself, so I would make myself watch yeah. it with them because I knew that he would find things to be pissed about. So I remember watching one of them with him when I didn't do my homework because I didn't have a pencil, and I said to the camera, I was like, hey, I can't, wa- I don't have a pencil. I'm going to read instead. And for like two hours, I sat there reading the book. I got in trouble because I didn't sharpen the pencil with a knife. So like this just shit like that it was very manipulative and weird but um yeah but all oh my God, but he'd be at so church much. during those times sometimes doing shit for the church you know what i mean and uh, it was just it was very weird how that yeah uh we were so poor because of all the shit that and all the time and stuff during those functions sometimes i would be left alone with strangers like you know we've talked about many times and People I didn't know, they would eat the food that my parents sent with me for the day. They would uh, lie to me and be like, your parents are coming back soon. And then my parents would be there for like seven hours. And I'd be having like a fucking panic attack. And these were all people that were my parents' friends that I'd never met before because they couldn't afford mm-hmm. childcare because all the money was going to the church. But they were also spending time at the yep. church instead of taking care of me. I didn't need to be there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's that's how it affected all of my childhood. But then when I got older and when I got my first jobs and stuff, they made me do tithing. They had my father, you know, always made sure that I was given the money. But the one thing that really pissed me off was in my teenagers, my teenage years, we stopped going to church. Um, we moved to Hagerstown. We couldn't find a church, but my father was still super religious. He made me tithe to him. Oh. He told me, that because we weren't going to church, Shit. I had to give him money, and his excuse for it was the Bible and like the way that we tithe to church. The the same logic was applied to our home, and it uh. was never rent. It was never anything like that. I was tithing to him, and that's another reason I remember because he didn't call it offering like we did at church because he said that feels weird. It feels yeah. culty. We're gonna call it, it's tithing because yeah. that's biblical. So for years he did that <clears throat> to me, uh, and I fucking I hate it. And then when I when I moved out and I came to Wisconsin the first time when I was 17, I don't know how much of this story I've ever told. So I'll just tell it a little bit. Uh, I got a phone call one night. Me and Danielle were sitting at her parents' house. It was just the two of us. We were sitting down. We were watching Apocalypto. We had just gotten like a bunch of junk food. I was only 17. I had like a bunch of Doritos and fucking Mountain Dew and shit. And like, I'm like, Apocalypto is coming on. It was one of my favorite movies at the time. I was like, dude, this fucking movie's sick. It's so crazy. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I, I get a phone call from my father. And he's like, hey, what's your address? And I'm like, I tell him. And he's like, and he's like, come outside. And I don't realize he says, come outside. And I'm like, and I go out in the backyard and I'm like, yeah, and he's like, you outside? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I don't see you. I'm like, what do you mean you don't see me? And then I run out to the front yard and I see him. And I'm like, I'm like, it's my dad. Holy fuck. I haven't seen my dad in six months. I freak out and I give him a hug. And then immediately I'm like, why are you here? And he's like, we all miss you. And you're 17. So we're taking you home. I'm like, 
what are you talking about? And he's like, your family misses you. You're not 18 yet. I've decided that you're going to come back with us instead. And I realize he's not driving. And the person he drove there to get me with was the family friend who assaulted me for like three years when I was a kid. So uh. as my father and this guy drove all the way to Wisconsin <laughs> to get me. And then I, I find out later, well, the, a bunch of shit happens with Danielle's family and my father. I, I had end up having to leave because I'm a minor. I drive all the way back there. Yeah. I'm there with my family for like six months again. I work at Hardee's. That's where the poo story happened. And uh, I have to pay them. I have to tithe to him the whole time. I find out he admits to me one day because he takes me to the unemployment office with him before I get a job. And he's like uh, making me do these courses. And I'm like, I'm getting a job. I'm not getting unemployment. I'm saving money. I'm getting the fuck out of here again as soon as I can. And he's like, no, no, you're not doing this. And he snapped on me. He's like, you're an ungrateful little asshole. You never do anything for your fucking family. I brought you here because you can help us. You can help support us. You can help get us on our own feet, our two feet again, you know, because I need the money oh, from you. So you don't miss. I him. was a dependent. Yeah, I was a dependent. And that was it. Yeah. He admitted it to me. Yo. And he was like, and he's just like, I was trying to bring you back here to help our family get more money. And you can even do that. And I'm just like, okay, so uh, you don't want me here. You just want like money from me. And he's like, you know exactly what I need and all this shit. And I was just like, that was like one of the last times I actually had a conversation with him. Cause I started working at Hardee's. I gave mm. him money when I needed to. Danielle sent me a phone because he would, he would be like, you're a minor. Anything you own, anything yeah. you own is mine. So if I had a phone, he would take yeah. it and shit. So Danielle bought a phone and sent it to me and he tried to take it. And she's like, that's my fucking property because she was 18. He was like, you touch that. I'm pressing charges. <laughs> so it, it was a God, I love dude. Her. It was like, I fucking love. I've her. never told anyone this story. That's why I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. but the whole time I was there when I worked at Hardy's, I was tithing to my father. So the church laid so many fucking stepping stones down for my father to manipulate me throughout my whole fucking life. So many yeah. excuses and rules that we were taught in the church. My father grabbed and used like this. Like if this shit didn't exist, I'm not saying he wouldn't have found another way to, but like it was there. And that this is what he used. He yeah. used this as a guidebook, yeah. as a playbook. So yeah. And the last thing with, Makes, with my mother, yeah. uh, I don't put enough blame on my mom for this shit. When my mother and father separated later on and I was here, I had my like second kid by this point. My parents had never sent me any money. My parents never supported me financially ever. And, yeah, and I asked yeah, them, yeah. I was like, Hey, can you guys help me pay the car bill? Like this one time. And my mom did. And uh, I've talked to you guys about this, shared you guys text. My mom sometimes would be like, you've never paid me back all that money. I That was the money. It was like a $200 car payment. She helped me with yeah. once and never let me live it down. But they were totally fine with giving thousands of dollars to the church without any fucking question. Yeah. So, well, why not? Yeah. The church deserves it, not your children. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, to end it all, I'll just uh, ask... Where the fuck are the blessings, Jesus? Because I've definitely paid more than enough <laughs> in my time, in money, yeah, in blood, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're storing your kingdom, your your riches up in I heaven. Know, by the time now. I get up yeah. there, Jesus is going to be like, all right, all right. You can have like a seat here yeah. <laughs> just for like 10 minutes. You can feel it. See, see what it feels Store like. up those treasures in heaven, baby. I love those yeah. heaven brownie points. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When the pandemic happened, and this is kind of the crux of where we started this podcast, the business class lost their goddamn minds because they were losing so much money while we sat at home in safety. 
landlords couldn't evict people. There was another group of people who lost their goddamn minds as well. As time went on, they learned quickly. People um, when uh, uh, may watch online, but that means they're not watch church online. Uh, but that means they're probably not sending their tithe. If you can look down at the bottom left of your screen, we got our cash app right there. If you could just hit us up with like a 10, 15, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, Especially the older people who don't go to the, uh, who won't go to the post office and don't know how to use online bullshit. Um, Churches already hurt hurting for cash because people were leaving the church and the pandemic only exasperated that. They needed butts and pews, and fear won't control us, is the message. I think my final straw with my mom was when she went to church during the pandemic. Then she wanted us all to come around, and I realized our well-being wasn't important to her. So, uh, But yeah. uh, pa- at this time, pastors took to social media. They threw all they could at the fan. QAnon, blood libel, child sex trafficking truck blockages trumpism blatant fascism advocating leaving their families on political grounds or they could even die from covid to pwn the libs and to get to jesus faster i don't know if you guys remember that article um yeah uh in the main goal of getting money uh the gods the god of gods the most powerful being needs you to go to a building to serve him doesn't it weaken his power if Todd and Janice don't sit in the same pew each Sunday? I don't know. <laughs> um, your spiritual leaders uh, with the protective hands of God around them can't wear a mask and can't wear a mask and go out and serve the poor and the old. Uh, I I don't fucking understand if you if God is protecting you what what is what is protect, preventing you from doing your duty anyway uh the you gotta all up with Jesus that's yeah. the thing didn't you hear that yeah. when you were a kid that you had to recharge your holy spirit by going to church yeah I heard that too yeah, yeah. it's like a battery you gotta yeah. get it re- recharged buddy yeah uh they all present God uh can't send his spirit spirit through the internet and Zoom and bring them together in the community of Jesus. Sure, he can. <laughs> With Christ, no, all not... things are possible. Philippians no. four thirteen. Yeah, nope. You can already nope. see the the trailer for that, like the infomercial for that service, helping the blind to see over Zoom. <laughs> I mean, just Bob whip Larson my coat doing... around like a like a lasso. Just whipping yeah. the webcam, <laughs> and you'll fall back. Yeah, Bob Larson was doing uh, Zoom uh, exorcisms. Um, all right. Uh, we have Zoom meetings once a month with our patrons, and we have community in that world. Why can't you? Right. Um, first off, as we've seen, many churches can stay afloat if they are connected to the teats of the nonprofit donation organizations like the Servant Foundation, mm. even if it's for a few months. Um, in the ch- uh, if the church. <laughs> If the church puts the brakes <laughs> on their selfishness for like three months or maybe less, it maybe would have uh, it would have spread to the Republican Party, and we still wouldn't have hundreds of people dying a day from COVID. History Aww. is not going to be kind to America and our selfishness when uh, which was bred and brought to life from the pulpits across this country. 
Mm. Especially They're not going to be kind to our attitudes about trans people either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially when it comes to mega churches, the money and the power is too much to walk away from, even on a weekly basis, even with the influx of cash from the ultra rich. Churches. Every church are... has a few. Usually yep. they're sitting in the front row. Yep. Uh, the way Jesus church... intended. It's all the old people. <laughs> all those old biddies. Churches aren't just segregated on color and race, but economic lines. Oh, yeah. Oh, rich shit. people flock to rich. Those who wish to be rich from the middle will flock to there, too. Yo, I remember when the rich people would have the crab feast at their house at church. Like, oh, oh shit. We in the nice neighborhoods now. <laughs> they got a private lake. In your pockets. Shit, it's connected to the <laughs> it's connected to the ocean. There's jellyfish in this water. <laughs> My parents uh, went after they left the mega church. They went to a different church, which I hate because I think it's kind of culty. Um, they had a uh, a husband and wife who were like uber rich, like almost yeah. billionaires, uber rich. And they would have, like, <clears throat> when, uh, so once per week, those uber rich people would pay for um, a big meal at the homeless shelter. And, like, mm -hmm. my parents would go serve the food, which I always appreciated and cook the food. Um, but other than that once a week meal, those uber rich patrons paid for the new sanctuary. And I was always, mm -hmm. I always was like, dude, think of how many homeless, you could have done like two times a week or three times a week or for a long time. people out of poverty. Yeah. Housing. You could have gotten apartments for people. Right. You could have yeah. gotten mental health care. Thanks Reagan for fucking yeah. everybody over. But like. Their thought, their thought process was probably like, when I buy this giant mansion for Jesus. Ain't no way he ain't going to let me up there now. You know, like, I don't want to call them out. I'm not going to say their name or anything like that. But I also noticed that they had a lot of influence in the church. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting next to the fella one time at church and um, him writing on the offering what? card. He didn't put money in, but he wrote on the offering card, this worship team is terrible. Oh. Nice. Love XYZ. Like, they I had a new worship this. team two weeks later. Damn. Wow. Homie's crazy. got connections. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was he was listening to his AirPods during the worship part of the service because it, oh, it was like legit. It was bad. It was very off key. This is garbage. Yeah. I'm going to listen yeah. to Kirk Franklin and instead. <laughs> makes me want to stop. Uh, so the poor stay with the poor and middle lower uh, with the middle class. Uh, the upper class will all flock together. And the community church is pretty much a myth. I saw it when I was a kid being one of the few poor kids in the middle class church. Uh, in more than one church, um, this happened. Uh, I also went to a Pentecostal church that was poor and if a middle-class family came in, it was fleeting. Um, this huge divide hit, uh, has hit a critical mass with the evangelical church uh, that they have done unintentionally and intentionally. Class systems are evident in the church, and some are unavoidable. 
especially in geographical terms. If a small town in Appalachia only has 30 people they are and they are decimated by COVID, that's a little bit of both. Um, as society, we tend to stay within our own socioeconomic levels. We usually mingle with a group above or the group level uh, below us, but uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, this goes for churches as well. If you live in a sub suburb of a major city, if you're making $300,000 a year, are you going to go to the church right down the street with 100 member members, but are sort of more like $100,000 a year or less? Um, they drove, drive up and see used Hondas, um, but you've got a Land Rover. You're going to be looking for a church where everybody drives Land Rovers and Jaguars. You can't be unequally yoked. And that, I mean, <laughs> I was I was yeah. told True. that um, applies to financial relationships as well as mm. personal and professional relationships. I never you heard can't that, be unequally yeah. yoked. That's crazy. It's too easy for you to stand on a chair and someone pull you down yeah. than to pull them up onto the yeah. chair. So you got to yeah. be careful. Yeah. Um, My light keeps flicking on and off. I don't know what the fuck is happening. That that ghost coming to fuck you. <laughs> oh, um, God, no. I said I didn't agree with that standpoint. Or it's the Would cockroach. you rather have roaches? If my uh, camera goes off, but you hear me scream, you know what's up. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, did we do the Inquisition? No, we did the prayer instead. We, we, oh, okay. we prayed. Forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I can say it's human nature, but I can also say that Jesus told us that we are now born anew and we shouldn't be held by any of those constructs any longer. And we are no longer Jew or Gentile, poor or rich. Then why is all this disparity? Uh, the rural and small churches are dying because of classism. They are withering up, closing their doors early, and allow it to get gobbled up by the Walmart megachurch coming into town. Mm -hmm. But they Another... have the money to do. Yeah, the, they do the services with like the laser light show. Mm -hmm. There's a church here. There's a church here who doesn't like is in the middle, or it's been up for years that they're building a new church, but they do their Sunday service in the movie theater. Really yeah. So when you go there in the, on Sunday, sometimes to see a movie, you'll see them coming out of like yeah. the big theater. And they're like all dressed nice and shit because they're not a poor church, obviously. <laughs> There's a uh, brewery near us who does that. And we oh, went there man, on a weird. Sunday morning once and we walked in and everybody was like they were. I don't know how to say it other than to say they were church talking. And I walked in uh, and I was like, dude, they're having church. We got to go. My my husband and uh I don't know, my mother-in-law. We were with somebody. Um, they were like, no, we're fine. Let's just go out in the back. It's cool. Let's have a beer, blah, blah, blah. And That's then weird. I saw all the Bibles. And I was like, oh, fuck you. Oh, it's uncomfortable. Don't have service in a brewery. That's <laughs> yeah, weird. You're yeah. wrong. Um, another consequence is the capitalistic society that has infected the church and thus our society and thus our society is that the middle class um the is that the middle class to the lower classes aren't going to church anymore which is killing the inner city church also good for uh, you guys people do not um i know i work on sundays have time to go to church sunday is our busiest day at trader joe's if your kid is going to be involved in recreational sports you better be open to play on sunday and even more if they make the travel team. Oh, people yeah, also right? 
People also have to fucking grind to make rent. And Sunday is just another fucking day of the week. And missing Sunday for church is as bad as missing Monday because of a cold. Then I go to church and I'm being guilted for not giving. From the Atlantic. I can't remember telling me how many things I was pulled out of as a kid because it it conflicted with church. Uh, From the Atlantic. uh, Sociologists like Robert Putnam and Ram Khan... Uh, have shown that religious uh, participation is in the steepest decline among lower classes. Church attendance is correlated strongly to the higher levels of education and income. Working class and poor families are less likely to participate in a religious community than any other socioeconomic group. Religious faith and practice is reflection of human belief, but it is also a marker of economic realities including the gap between affluent and distressed neighborhoods. Oh, it's uh, almost like if you and your wife both work 40 hours a week, yeah. you need the weekend to run errands yep. and clean the house and yep. do everything fucking else. Yeah. You can't spend three hours at church because you got to mow the fucking lawn because it's been two weeks. You got to scoop the cat box. You got to... Yep clean up all the toothpaste in the sinks you have to buy groceries you have to go to the post office you have to do every goddamn thing in two days like when are you gonna yeah yeah uh another issue is that if somebody wants to start up a church they're going to where resources are and that ain't in the country and ain't in the inner city they're going to go to rich more rich white communities the business class can dictate their schedule while working class is subjected to their schedule disparities. Unless they're going to gonna do a Chick-fil-A and lose billions, religion within the minor, uh, middle or poorer communities is all but a wrap. Also, within these those groups where all where are all the where are all these blessings that keep uh on missing us and end up always going to the mega church or the people on tv while my community is falling apart seems people... like the blessings go to the people who tithe <laughs> like the 99 yeah. percent of tithers like who tithe a shit ton of money yeah don't don't see the blessings um, people are finally waking up to the myths of the tithe because it's not a capitalistic idea and it's not based around currency and a tithe doesn't need to be something physical. We're going to get into this next episode. Um, and that's where we want to leave it until next week. Please hit us up with your tithing stories. We want to hear them. Uh, we want to do another episode like we did on the Carmen series. Um, so we'd love to hear them. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, if you're on our, if you're on our discord, um, or your patron, please just message us. Uh, we want to hear you also, uh, just don't think, cause we talk to you every day on the discord that we don't want to hear your stories also. We do. Um, and if, but if you're not part of the discord, hit us up on like mess Facebook messenger or email yeah. or Instagram messenger, whatever. Yeah, um, please do. Email, yeah. All our socials are XCOMPOD on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. And then our email is XCOMPOD at gmail.com. And the Facebook is the X Communication Station and X Evangelical Podcast. Yes. Hell yeah. All right, guys, I'm going to go. 
everybody have a good night and next week is going to be interesting because we're going to talk about uh, why the tithe is unbiblical yeah i got a cool story for next week awesome i can't wait no not cool weird Weird. all right well either way i can't wait all right guys have a good day you too love you we're proud of you oh he's already gone yeah but he's gonna listen to this and know that i'm proud of him (laughs) you would have made him cringe to death no Uh, i'm fine it's exposure therapy like you mm -hmm. with the deep sea pictures that's not helping anymore i thought i healed it but i didn't i was like i'm good and then i watched a video and i was like i'm not good (laughs) excellent more pictures are coming oh man um jesus christ anyway uh our intro song is by iron chic uh iron chic on the socials they are fantastic and every time I hear it. I get happy because not only is it a fantastic mm-hmm. song, but I have associated it like Pavlov with uh happy things. So go listen to them. Um we set our socials. Mm-hmm. You got a hot take? I do actually. I kind of wish Chaz was here for it because I, I realized that last night. So we watched uh for actually first off, what did you do for Mother's Day? Oh, um, happy mother, happy mother's so day. So my, way. I know I said it in the messenger, you. but still, <laughs> no, 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 I'll take it. I'll take it. So my husband and my seven-year-old mm-hmm. are in Alaska for my niece's, uh, high school graduation. Happy graduation. If you hear this, please, I hope you don't. <laughs> um, so it was just me and the little guy. Nice. So we went to a mommy and me baking class slash tea party, oh, that's awesome. which was super duper fun. That's really cool. And then we had our neighbor over for dinner. Um, and that was very nice. And also I spent about an hour and a half working in the garden, which is like my happy place. Awesome. So please don't take the first fruits of my labor. <laughs> Makes more sense why you said that earlier. <laughs> yeah, no, like. My passion fruit and my dragon fruit mm. and my tomatoes get away. I be those are mine. Oh, yeah, that's just hard. I can't even work my ass I can't even off. Grow lima beans. <laughs> those are easy. Like you can plant the ones in the bag from the grocery store. What'd you guys do? Uh, well, I made uh, Danielle breakfast. I made like crepes and like eggs and shit. So she had that. And then the kids and I went to the store and got a bunch of stuff. They made them like canvases with like art with their handprints on them. Got got like a squishmallow because she loves those. And then she just wanted to hang out the house basically. And then she went on a walk with the kids to get those dandelions. Oh, we recorded that song Make together. That jelly. She wanted to. Uh, rec- you recorded a song. Yeah, I'll send it to you. She uh, her Aww. grandmother was more like her mother to her, so she wanted to record uh-huh. like a song that reminded her of her, and. So I like did the music for it for her and she recorded it. So we did that yesterday, but we ended the day with tacos that we made. I made for her for dinner. And then we watched who framed Roger rabbit with the kids. And it was the first. Did you fast forward through the part where the, where the dip? No. Christopher, Chris no. Lloyd drops the, shoe? The, the poor little. No, man. Shoe in the... We have to make sure my children have empathy. And that's why we watch things like that. Because if they don't, I take them to the doctor immediately to get them psych checked. Because <laughs> we, 
my kids just get scared of that they just stuff. they just said they were yeah, maybe they're younger yeah though. yeah we watched that was the first time our uh our six-year-old watched it with us and he loves like goofy stuff but when he watched that he was like that just makes me sad <laughs> i was like yeah like just recently i tried with the seven-year-old to watch um muppet treasure island i just and you know in the beginning when they're hiding the treasure yeah. and then it shows the guy shooting yeah dude i have he like my seven-year-old turned to me because we had just had a talk about Mm -hmm. it and he was like bad people shoot up schools i don't like this oh man that's really slow not great so we had to turn it off and watch grizzly and the fucking lemmings on netflix god oh man that's a that 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 conversation definitely took a turn my hot take comes from who framed roger rabbit so after watching it, I've definitely noticed that Roger Rabbit is a cuck. No, he is. He is. Mm-mm. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen. Jessica to this. Rabbit is faithful. I agree with you. But if you're in a consenting relationship, it's still being faithful, is it not? No. Uh, Look. Okay. Okay. I don't do not listen. People do. There's a. There's a. There's a scene. Jessica. They're there's not a in a poly relationship. They're they not in a poly relationship. Other. It's just an I think it's just an open relationship where Roger no. watches. And my final no. where I came to this conclusion is there's a scene when Absolutely Eddie not. Eddie Valiant is in the movie theater with Roger and the girl. I can't remember her name. I think it's Linda. And they're watching the movie and they're about to kiss. And then you pan over and Roger's sitting there watching like this with stars in his eyes. He's like, he's like, please don't let me interrupt. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like shows that he likes watching. And then all the other things with Jessica, I'm 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 guaranteeing it. That's my thing. I, I think, think it's just that he's discreet, and mm. he's been the driver in cars when mm. your friends are in the back making out. Do you think he's and just you're in the driver like so that they can make out? Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's not super fun, but please don't let me interrupt you. Um, I'm doing um, my my girl I, a favor see, by giving I, her an opportunity. I see. I I get where you're coming from with that, but he was watching with stars in his eyes and hearts were floating, and he was like, Ooh. "He's a cartoon, he right?" Was so happy when he's for them, so when he's turned on, it emotes physically. So that's why no, he's like, he'd have oh, steam coming out of his ears. That's have happens. you ever seen a cartoon? That's what happens when he drinks bourbon. Didn't you see that part? <laughs> you get sexy when you drink bourbon. Not him. He blows out like a whistle. Yeah. And then he gets sexy. Well, Everybody. Not... Okay. All right. Agree Rabbit. to disagree. <laughs> Roger Rabbit is not I'll... a cuck. I'll come back with more evidence. All right. Please do. Please uh, in do. the meantime, I think we can leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. What do you have? What do you have? No. You don't have any I... books or nothing? Nothing to recommend at all? Well, I. Let me. Let me find out. Let me remember the name. Because this has been um, a very weird week for yeah. me mm-hmm. with some medical stuff and then the loss of someone that I really liked. Let me look up what I've been listening to. It, it's um, friends. Friends, don't judge me. But this shit is garbage. <laughs> uh, but let me recommend it. <laughs> uh, what is it? Um, it's called okay. It's a series. Mm-hmm. 
right. Let me find the name of this series. Hold on. Is it a show? So the series is called Heart Strikers by Rachel Aaron. And it's all about uh, dragons. Ooh. And interpersonal relations between dragons who are very ruthless. And, and then there's Julius, who is a nice dragon. So it's it's just from the perspective of these dragons. It's, it's like, mostly it's, from the perspective no... of the nice dragon, but a occasionally they uh switch to Bob, who is uh another dragon who's the clan seer and then lamest uh, dragon name i've ever heard in my life oh he has like another name because he's like a thousand year old it's like baranthus the okay they just don't want the long one yeah but he goes by bob um but yeah it's it's pretty it's it's pretty good the magic system is interesting um but yeah, it's just like trashy garbage mm-hmm. beach reading because I need, oh, sorry, um, I need a break from yeah. reality. Like the Hunger Games is not something I would listen to. <laughs> now I've been trying to find something to, to check out on, but I haven't. Oh, wait, nope. Auntie Donna's Coffee Cafe. It's a comedy sketch show from Australia, but it's one of the, it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. It's my favorite comedy group. They started on YouTube, but they've been getting they had a show on Netflix recently, and now they have another one in Australia. Better than the whitest kids, funny. you know, because they're like whitest kids, you favorite. know. Yeah, they're one of my favorites too. I still go back and watch them all the time. Race war. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's that funny. It's that great. Watch it. Watch their new, their current show on Netflix. It's called Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. I know. Now, now that I'm into my secondary account, I can message you again. I got uh, it. I told Chaz I got into that this morning, and then they kicked me out again because I couldn't change you, the fucking password. Did anyway. you know uh, that other account was online this morning? And so yeah. I texted it, and I was like, "Who the fuck are you?" You better tell me, you dickhole. <laughs> I texted him from my new account, and I was like, "I was like, your information has been recorded, yeah, <laughs> being sent to the authorities." Yeah, I'm. I, I straight up, I'm about to be like, "I'm gonna send your IP address to the FBI. Get out of this account, you motherfucker." I know they're in Istanbul, and I hope you hear this motherfucker because I'm gonna. Find you. <laughs> I'll go to Is. I've been to Istanbul. I'll go there again. I've been to Constantinople. (laughs) Alright. Peace be with you. And with your motherfucking spirit. And everybody say... I like my look. I like my personality. Huzzah, God! Excelsior! (laughs) (laughs) Excelsior!